What's up, you guys? Hope everybody's doing good. Um, I'm going to start today with a little bit of a quote. Um, I put it up on my Instagram today. I think it's really powerful, really important. Um, and basically it says, if you can't do it yourself, you better create a motherfucker that can. Um, and, it, and it really like, it really hit home for me because that's what a lot of my journey has been about. Like, um, you know, I started this podcast, I think it was December 2018. And I guess when you guys joined the journey, I was already in a, a pretty good place. Um, you know, I, three weeks later, four weeks later, I think it is, you know, I go and run 214 for a marathon. And, um, you know, I, at that point, I think that's already going to be good enough for the Olympics. And I had already, like, corrected a lot of things that potentially in the past um, I had struggled with. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I've talked a little bit about those things, like, throughout throughout you guys listening. And, um, you know, I, I, I used to struggle with staying focused. I used to struggle with disappointment. And I used to struggle with the discipline it takes, whether it's, whether it's linked to food, whether it's linked to lifestyle. And I used to celebrate every little victory. And, you know, maybe I'd have a good session and I'd feel the need to, like, go partying with my mates or, um, you know, maybe I'd, um, like, I don't know, basically when things would go well for me, I would feel the need to like, like feel the need to like, I don't know, like, I don't know whether it was let off steam or whether it was like, you know, I used to get in this habit of, you know, when I was a kid, I'd, I'd run a road race and, you know, maybe I'd run 30, 30 for 10 K and things would probably be looking like they're starting to go in a good direction. Um, and then I'd probably go out partying that night. And um, that's what I mean by like these like almost like mini celebrations that I felt like I deserved. Um, maybe deserves the wrong way to look at it. But you see what I mean by that? Like, I think a lot of people like go through a path of like, let's call it entitlement. Um, I'm just going to wipe some of the snow off the truck here because it's all melting. Um, yeah, but let's call it like entitlement. Um, so, oh, yeah, I worked really hard for that 10K and I worked really hard during that 10K. And I even picked up 200 quid prize money. So let's go out tonight and celebrate. Um, and so there's a there's a there's a lot of stuff over the last, you know, looking back at the last three years. If you can't do it yourself, create a motherfucker that can. Um, I my natural self, my natural person, my natural personality, my natural, let's call it my natural human, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, it it's not as good as I am now. Um, I'm, I'm not being totally natural. And um, some of this is like, dare I say, fake, you know, like it's, it's orchestrated, it's created, it's manufactured. Um, and that's what it takes. Um, you know, if you're, if your natural self isn't that disciplined and your natural self can't stay focused for that lengthy period of time, you've got to change that. You know, you've got you to be someone else, right? And, and it might be for a period of time. You might find that it rubs off on you and you kind of think, holy shit, I'm starting to like this. Maybe I should be more disciplined, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's a lot of things I've had to change. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy that the only thing I need to focus on for the next eight weeks um, apart from double runs, which are my nemesis at altitude, I just get so tired at altitude. I just sometimes cannot be asked doing double runs. Um, 
but I did, I did basically make a choice that was what I'm going to do in this build up is at the end of every day, I'm going to kind of hold myself accountable to, did you behave today like an athlete who would break 2.11.30 would behave? Okay, so I think that's going to be really important because certain days, certain days a 2.11.30 marathon runner is going to go and run 25 miles. Um, There's going to be other days where a 2.11.30 marathon runner who knows he's been a little bit tired and, you know, maybe has a little bit of an injury, he's going to rest. Um, And so it's not just 100 mile per hour, 15 to 25 miles a day. That's that's what's going to make you a sub 2.11.30 marathon runner. Um, Sometimes it's rest. Sometimes it's training not as hard. Sometimes it's not racing a tempo run, et cetera, et cetera. It's holding yourself accountable to the whole process that it would take to run sub 2.11.30. One of my big goals that I talked about was staying in Flagstaff for the next eight weeks. Um, No matter how difficult that gets, no matter um, what comes about, you know, I told you guys about the cross country. I really wanted to leave for that. I was on the phone to my mum today about going home for Christmas. I really wanted to leave for that. Um, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of things that come up, and and it's up to me to to not shut them down, but explain to people what it means to me to run the time that I need to run at Houston, and explain that it is clearly not in my best interest to be doing long haul travel between now and Houston Marathon. You know. I'm already at altitude. I'm already at a really good place to train. Um, if I wanted to go to sea level, I could drive two and a half hours to sea level where, let's be honest, Phoenix, Arizona, it doesn't rain. It doesn't snow. It's not windy. Absolutely perfect base for me if I needed some sea level stuff. Um, there is no justification for leaving Flagstaff or Phoenix until Houston Marathon. Um, I have everything I need. Um, so, yeah, um, if you can't do it yourself, become the motherfucker that can um really really hit home for me i i I instagrammed about it today um i think a lot of people are going to find that pretty powerful um a lot of people it's going to lead me to what i want to talk about next and and it's something i've dealt with for a long time i could always see i could always see the next five six days being really good at, at home and um, whether that was gym, whether that was running, whether that was getting massage, etc., etc., I could never see past the weekend. Um, my one of my big weaknesses was um, not having the discipline at the weekend. To, you know, have a boring weekend and and not go partying. Um, that was something I really had to fix. Um, the easiest way for me to fix that was to. Come to America, come to altitude, you know, when you put in, I don't know, six months at altitude and your results start to go better, it gives you a reason not to fuck about. Um, I can go home now and I can, you know, behave way better than I ever could. That discipline's at a different level. Um, that, that was manufactured. That was created. When I was in the cycle at home and I was in this routine at home, there was no self-discipline. There was no logic. There was no behavior. Um these things can be created. You can create this about yourself. You know, if you want to be, if you want to be a stronger person and you want to be able to push harder in races, you have to practice that in training. You know, you have to do the things. It's not just training. 
And I was explaining to one of the guys on the team the other day, like, my brain, whether it's too much, I don't know. And, I, and I'm only saying that because I'm trying to speak defensively about this and I'm trying to be protective of people thinking I'm probably nuts. But um, I'm, I am nonstop. You know, I, I, I get in the sauna and I'm I'm being competitive with myself in the sauna to stay in there longer than I probably would have ordinarily because I see it as a test. And when I get out of the sauna and I'm trying to stand in a cold shower and I'm being a bit of a pussy about it, I'm in the fucking cold shower because I'm telling myself if you can't stay in this cold shower for five minutes, you can't run sub to 1130. Um, I'm laughing because it reminded me of for my birthday, we went on a night out here in Flagstaff and there's a kid that started training for the team. Um, and I told him if he couldn't down a double whiskey on ice that he couldn't run the steeple standard for the Olympics. <laughs> I'm laughing because I probably fucking believed it. You know, there's certain things. Whiskey has no correlation to becoming an Olympian. But the way I see it is he doesn't like whiskey. I don't like hill training. You know, it's the same thing. You've got to get over the things that you don't like doing. So to me, it was just a little test. Like, um, I, I wish whiskey was correlated to the Olympics because I'd be crushing it. Um, but no, look, <clears throat> for me, it's 24-7. Um, not quite 24-7. And there's definitely steps backwards. But I'm constantly challenging myself. Um, in everything that I do and I think it's what makes you stronger and I think it what makes you better equipped to be like an elite or professional athlete or just a better athlete and I think you constantly have to be challenging your brain and you know it can be things at work it can be staying and work longer because your brain says what your brain is going to do is it's going to go uh fuck that manager he doesn't even like me or fuck that manager he treats me like shit or um, at this company, I don't care about this company. It's not even my company. Why do I care? Basically, that's your brain just justifying being lazy and going home early or, or going home on time. You know, there's there's sometimes there's the right thing to do. And um, some managers probably are annoying and, and all the rest of it. But at the same time, like the brain plays a really good job of justifying actions, whether they're good or bad. Um really struggling in this hill session you know it's raining it's windy you know i have actually been feeling quite tired this week it's probably the smart decision to call it i don't think so um that's probably the brain just trying to go to a place where it's trying to justify quitting or and and when it quits once whether it's in life or whether it's in work or whether it's it'll just quit all the time everything that you do in life outside of running will directly impact your next marathon result. So if, if you're if you're kneeling training um but you're not kneeling work and you don't need to okay that I'm gonna change that. Um if you're kneeling training but in work you're just kinda like giving up early and, and you know allowing your your peers to emotionally get in your head or things like this, like what will probably be the downer on your next marathon is everything that you were doing in work. Because the the brain, if the brain's being emotional or it's being like acting spoiled or if it's, you know, when you're out running and there's something in your head that goes like, you know, we can't do this or um, or or basically it says, hey, like slow down, we're struggling. And then you listen to it and you slow down and then you start having all these negative thoughts and it gets even worse and you start questioning why you bother. And, um if if that's happening at work too, or if that's happening in your personal life, or if that's happening, you let people walk over you and all the rest of it, like it's it's just gonna happen in the marathon. You know, you could be kneeling training, but 
But if you're letting your wife or your husband or your kids or your, your, you know, your friends, like maybe your friends walk all over you and they always say, oh, Sharon will do that or Claire will do that. Claire, won't you do that? You know, and, and, and then in the marathon, when it starts to get tough, that's the kind of shit that you're going to bring to the table. You're going to be like, ah, oh, look, I'm struggling. It's because people, I'm a walkover. I know I'm a walkover. My friends do it to me. It's all connected. And it brings me to my next point. My next point is inner voice. Inner voice is so, so important um, in helping you or destructing you from achieving your goals. Um, in, inner voice can change um, inner voice is one of those things that can certainly change on a daily basis, but can definitely change over a lengthy period of time. Um, I've really worked on mine. You know, mine was, mine was, mine was just being a fucking pain in the ass and it was pretty much like quoting all day that it didn't give a fuck about anything. Um, I don't give a fuck if I don't run well. I don't give a fuck what these people think. I don't give a fuck, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Um, and that, that was my inner voice. Um, but that was almost like a weakness. The day I accepted that I really give a fuck about trying to make the Olympics was the day that things started to get better and way, way better. Um, and then I do the fundamental things that it would take to get me there. Um, so inner voice is super, super important. You need to start listening to what your inner voice is saying and start writing it down and then figuring out ways to improve it. You know, if it's, if it's, if it's constantly muttering at you that you're a quitter, well, then you need to just start doing shit that, you know, stuff where you would normally quit, but just don't. And then kind of give it the fingers and say, fuck you, we didn't quit today. So um, it, it can definitely change quickly. Um, just let me have a sip of coffee. I think that inner voice is something that you need in your corner because it's the biggest relationship you have, with, which is with yourself. Um not to brag about my own, but I've I've really got mine to a place of strength, and you know I'll be out in a run, and I I'm, I can I, in my head I can already see the sub to eleven thirty. I've already seen what I do when I cross the finish line. I've already seen and felt some of the emotions that I might feel if that becomes a reality. What then happens is when you think like that, you then hold yourself accountable for what it would take to get there. Um. So whether that means more double runs, maybe that means more mileage, maybe that means going to yoga when you can't be asked, maybe that means going to the gym on the way home from the coffee shop because you know if you go home, you won't bother going back to gym. Um, yeah, you, you hold yourself accountable to your own dreams and, and aspirations, but you have to see it. Um, you know, people talk about sub three hours and you have to visualize and see yourself doing it. You have to guide yourself through it. You have to guide yourself through the training build up. You need to have a real hard think about the things that might hold you back, whether it's wine, whether it's food, whether it's, um, and obviously we need food, but you know, you know yourself, if you're smashing six tubs of ice cream a week, that maybe, you know, that's not the best calories for you. Um, balanced diet. Um, so no, you, you need to see it. You need to, see the things that I, I talked about before Dublin sitting in the hotel room and um, it's really sad but I <laughs> I go in the bathroom I turn all the lights off and I sit in the toilet seat obviously the lid's down and um, and I just fucking sit there until like I've thought about different scenarios that might happen that day Um things like I, I do it the night before too when I do it the night before it's kind of 
like for courage. Um, you know, it's going to be really tough. I, I, I've often stood on the start line of races and sort of thought, fuck, I don't feel prepared for this whatsoever. I done all the training, but like when that gun goes, I'm, I'm mentally going to have to push really, really hard. And I don't know if I'm ready to do that. And, and all of a sudden I start nearly having a fucking panic attack on the start line. Um, so ever since that time, that was in a race in Boston, and it didn't help that I flew in the night before and got to the hotel at like midnight and had to race at eight o'clock in the morning. And I think I was on like a three-hour time difference from California, and so eight o'clock in the morning was like five o'clock in the morning, and I can tell you it felt like five o'clock in the morning because I was not switched on at all. Um, but ever since that, I decided that, it, that I need to prep myself. I watched the series Vikings and. I talked again before about this Viking chief or whatever going up into the mountains and he doesn't come back for two days and when he comes back he's ready to go to war and um, actual war with hatchets and hammers and all that kind of good stuff Um running's definitely different but but actually it's equally as tough and um, it's a real mind game and it's a real it can really fuck you if you allow it Um and so I do it twice I do it the night before where I, I sit and um, again, it, it, the, the dark room works for me. Sometimes it's the bathroom. Sometimes it's just in the hotel little seat, you know, and sometimes it's sitting on my bed. Um, and, I, and I just take time to just just think, OK, this is and you, you can practice this for big, tough sessions. And um, I, I just walk myself through the race. I, 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 I basically sit until I think, OK, I'm ready. Um, and when I'm ready, the race goes out of my mind. I, I put it to one side. And I just know, okay, it's, I'm there. Um, when I wake up the next day, you know, I, I meditate that little bit, you know, again, dark room. Um, just just taking in everything around me, like noise, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, being in the moment, being present and, and all sort of good stuff like that. But I walk myself through some of the tough things that I'm going to face that day. So, hey, you know, what if an Irish person goes off faster than you do? Are you going to let them go? Or are you not? Um, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if you drop a drinks bottle? I go through all these little scenarios and you just you just get your head ready for the, the, the hard parts. And I, I, I told you guys and I openly admitted it. One of the hard parts was that I knew there was going to come a time in the race where there might have been a couple of Irish guys racing me and I wasn't racing yet. You know, like I wasn't allowed to race until mile 18. And so I had to be able to be okay with that. I had to be okay with potentially being dropped. I had to be okay with um, just running along, even though my brain's going, fucking drop them, drop them, drop them. I had to be okay with that. Um, and, and I had the strength to be okay with that. And then obviously once mile 18 came, um, it was time to go. And and similarly, being patient enough until mile 18 took strength. Um, so you, you need to, you know, visualize, visualization, um, inner voice. You need to, you need to be looking at your next big target and you need to be looking at the, the stuff that's going to hold you back. Everybody focuses on, everybody wants this magic formula in training. What probably separates me from most people is just that lifestyle and how disciplined it is. I'm living a really shitty existence right now. Um, you know, I, I wake up at 637 some mornings the other morning I had a drug test and um drug testers come and but I my routine stays the same I make my coffee I make my drink this time I just have to give blood and um go to the bathroom in front of what my my drawers go around my ankles and I pee while uh 
drug inspector watches to make sure I don't pour anything in the cup. Um, but look, my, my existence has got very quiet. You know, I, I, I do what I need to do. I wake up, do my morning routine. Um, we go training. When I'm at altitude, I come back, I eat. We, some, we, we usually go for breakfast and then I'm usually really tired. Um, I don't nap because I think it's really beneficial. I nap because I'm fucking tired. And I wake up out of that nap usually at two or three o'clock. And, you know, at two or three o'clock, I have the best part of an hour and a half before it's time to go run again. Um, some days there's massage, some days there's gym, some days there's yoga. Um, and that eats into maybe when you would nap or when you would relax. And and then usually at six o'clock, just like everybody else, you're finished your day, you know, your work day's done and you're, you're, you move on to what tomorrow might bring. Um, most of the time I, I go through my training quite a lot. I spend most days, I'll look it up, I'll see what's coming up, you know, I'll focus on wh- what I've done, how I might feel tomorrow based on what I've done and when the hard weeks are going to start and um, I think that really helps me see it and feel it and you know I, I give myself a bit of slack then because I know right okay this is where you've come from you know you're really only in week two or three of the, the tough training and so you might find that it's another couple of weeks before things start to really look and feel like you could run the time that you need to run um, and and it's 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 boring um, it's it's really boring. It's really tiring. Um, you know, I I get tired. I I I was really tired today. Um, and then you know I'm you wake up out of a nap and I sound really spoiled that I get the nap and then you know I have to go to massage and I went to massage and then on the way home I got a coffee and um in the best part of probably forty five to forty five minutes to an hour I'll I'll go run again. Um, it's snowing so that will be an interesting double. But yeah, that's it. Um, my inner voice has got to a really good place. Um, not all the time. At Philadelphia Half, it wasn't in a good place. In Doha, it wasn't in a good place. Um, there's always going to be steps backwards. But one of the big things that I had to overcome was not just throwing the towel in when it didn't necessarily go the way I wanted it to. Um I didn't know if that was an Irish thing or a human thing or we're we're really good at throwing that towel in and getting all emotional and all hot and bothered and like almost trying to prove to everybody that we are going to quit and then being stubborn enough to do it. Um, oh, that's me finished, blah, blah, blah. Getting up on your high horse about it all. Oh, and then your mates are going, you're not. You'll be back and you're going, no, fuck off. That's me. You don't believe me. Just wait and see. No need. It's just you're just damaging yourself. Um, I I got over that. Um, there was a kid coming back. I'll not name any names. There was an Irish kid making a comeback, getting back into running, and he he's so so talented. Such a bad word to use, but he he really is big talent. Really good athlete. Takes it really serious, and just couldn't deal with racing poorly. Um, not even racing poorly. Racing really well, but it not being where he needed it to be just yet or wanted it to be. And um, often built up so much pressure and so much hype that, you know, when when the two didn't meet in the middle in the first race or the second race, just packed it in again. Um, and I remember getting in touch with them and saying, hey, like, you need to race and you need to race like every second week. You know, just just go suck. Just get better at sucking. Like, go race, even when you're not ready. Just, you know, 
if you look back at my power of 10 or whatever, in 2017, I raced a lot more. In 2017, I just, I just raced, you know, it didn't matter. I ran a half marathon in 68.30 and I was flat out. Um, I ran a, you know, I ran 10Ks in the road. I just raced more because I needed to learn to race again. I needed to learn to race, how difficult it is to race. And then if you get beat, be okay with it and then move on. That's all it is. It's just feedback. Um, you know, I struggled in Philly half, really struggled, mentally got all in a fucked up place during the race. But when the race was over, Philly was gone. It, it didn't exist. The, the next focus became Doha. And that's what you got to do. You know, you you have to take it on the chin, dust off and move on. Um, Just like I did at Doha. Now, I was fucking dramatic about it at Doha. There was tears. There was retirement talks. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it takes you a day or a week. Dust off, circle the next date in the calendar, and fucking move on. Um, Back to my initial quote, if you can't, if you don't have that in you, create a motherfucker that can't. The only way to practice that is to do it. You know, do it. You might fail the first time. Feel better the next time. Um, So you go. I I thought that that might be quite important today, quite useful inner voice, um, visualization is a really important thing, um, and, and really morphing and manufacturing yourself to, to know that you can change certain aspects of yourself that might be holding you back. Um, but yeah, good luck, guys. Appreciate you listening.